0: Warning, this podcast contains strong content and may not be suitable for younger audiences. Please listen at your own discretion. Hi, I'm Mahani. Hi, I'm Erin with two R's. Welcome to Wine, Tea, and Tasty Reads. Hey guys, welcome back to Wine, Tea, and Tasty Reads, episode 7.
1: 7 is heaven!
0: (laughs) We're going to start our our new book children of blood and bone and man is this a page turner guys we're so excited to be in this book
1: yeah by tomi adiemi yeah oh she's amazing she's so amazing one of the few authors that i would absolutely go to a book um, signing if she was in town. yeah i'm a I w- fan i will spend the night outside <laughs> <laughs> to get her in like to get her her art signature in the book So let's
0: get started with what are we drinking? So today I went up to Frank and I told him, Frank, I need your biggest, boldest, deepest, richest wine you've got. And he gave me a whole box full, guys. I'm so excited to share these (laughs) wines with you. The first one we're drinking is a red blend from Lake Country called Non-Typical. And I gotta tell you, this wine is very appropriately named. It is about as far
1: away from typical as you can get. I could not help but smile. The first sip that I took it, that was not even, it wasn't even planned. It wasn't one of those things. It wasn't an Aaronism. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we have,
0: the blend in here is Zinfandel, Petit Verdot, Syrah, Barbara, sorry. I, I don't usually see that wine. Forgive me. Cabernet Sauvignon and Petit Sirah, and it's it has note all the best notes from all of them. It's the color on it is beautiful. The nose is fantastic. We have some nice hickory tones all the way in the back. It's nice and rich. It just smells good, and when you taste it, it's like it's like drinking art, guys. You you have the the beautiful hickory tones on the side of your tongue. You have the purple. Or I'm sorry, I keep saying purple. It tastes like purple. It's royal. It's yeah. majestic. That's the word. It's yes. majestic. It is. It's majestic. It. If, if you could taste a color, it, this would be, it, it's purple. This is what purple Royal tastes purple. like. Royal purple, like the rich one. You, you have the cherry of, right at the tip of your tongue, and then you it blossoms into that beautiful fruit with the hickory on the side of your tongue, and then it just wraps up with this plum right <laughs> in the back. And it's just, oh, it's so, like so good.
1: Cherry and plum because yeah. it's a chlum.
0: Chlum. Chlum. Because it, it really cherry is. Because you get cherry <laughs> on both ends. So it's, it's, it's chlum. Chlum. It's a very
1: sophisticated <laughs> term there. Yes.
0: If you guys have access to the non-typical wine, buy it, drink it, get two bottles. Fantastic wine. Bravo. We ready to jump in? Mm. Let's dive right in.
1: Chapter 1. No, Ch- chapter 1. <laughs> so, um we both are reading. You're doing the audiobook. Yes. And I've been jumping back and forth between the Kindle edition and the audiobook. And I just first want to mention how captivating. First of all, not only the writing is, but the narrator. yeah she's, she's fantastic. Amazing. I just I Immediately. The if the first if I hadn't read the first words and I heard her first, I, I would have been captivated immediately. And actually I was listening to this on a trip that I took recently with my son and my brother. And um, they'd like to read the book now. Yeah, it's the so the narrator
0: is Bonnie Turpin on the versions that we have on Audible and they're just, she's she really does do a beautiful job of performing this book, because that's what we kind of need to do here. We're taken into a world that's obviously based in African culture, and there's a little bit of realism weaved into this fantastic, fantasiful world, and I'm probably going to get some lashback from my Lord of the Rings fans, but guys, she reminds me a lot of Tolkien. There's just... She's not the same as, but the way they create their worlds is similar to me. And the way they describe things is similar. Tony, she says something and immediately you start seeing what it is that she wants you to
1: see in her storytelling, it's very vivid. It's not it's not a vague um description of what it is. It's very, it, she just picks the right words at the right time in the right scene. And you can see all of it. I, I just, I have a picture in my head and even, you know, when you read things like this, you don't always see the picture in your head the same way somebody else would. I feel like we could, would be describing the same scene. Yes. The scene
0: where Amari's servant dies. I can't remember her name right now. Binta. Thank you. But the scene where Binta dies is just so vivid I have trouble believing that anyone saw anything different in their head than what I saw. It's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining blood pooling. I'm imagining everything just slowly being overtaken with blood.
1: It's, well, even up to the point that they made her touch the scroll and she just knew what would happen. You know, the fact that she, they, they said she was shaking her head. No, like you could see somebody out in front of you shaking their head, no, because they knew what would happen. And it was just and the tears and the shaking
0: and the crying. I saw it all. Yeah. I saw it all. And then, and yeah, that whole scene was just so beautifully executed as,
1: mm. as an author. No pun intended. Yeah. No pun, no pun <laughs> intended. <just> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that came out accidentally. That was an accident. So <laughs> accidental pun. I think we should really discuss some of the characters. Um yeah. Because I backpedal. mean, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's back it up just a bit, just <laughs> a ahead bit out of myself. All right. No, but it's that it's that type of book where you just really want to keep going forward. It really took a lot of a lot of willpower for me to back up and go back over chapters one through 20, because I just want to keep reading. I don't want to go back and do one to 20 again. Like yeah. I want to I want to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was hard to con- constrain myself.
0: Also, yeah, I've, I'm excited about this book, guys.
1: It so what, who we have? What um, our first character is Zayli, which is absolutely our protagonist, our hero, obviously the hero. Um, and then her brother Zane. Mm-hmm. And I'd,
0: I'm I'm enjoying how she plays with stark opposition here, visually and emotionally. Uh, it's 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 fantastic. So, Xaeli is a diviner, which are people that are of magic descent who are born naturally with deep ebony skin and stark white hair. Zaylee also has these light-colored
1: eyes that are described like the moon. Right. I thought that was a very interesting descriptor. Um, so, does she have like silver eyes? That's what it sounded like to me. Cuz I I I the the first thing I wanted I was wondering is, you know, how was she able to do all the training like with the fish, you know, without any issues if there's so much adversity against the diviners in this world. Um you know with and they you know they always had called them maggots and stuff like that and I was like, "Okay, well then all of them have white hair or is it just her who has the white hair and her mom? It, it, I don't, I didn't, I don't remember any descriptors of her dad. Well, it seems it sounds to me like Zayn and her
0: father are of quote unquote normal descent, so they have the copper skin and the darker hair, but they don't have. The, the mother was the one that had the... the yeah, the she divine, was the Magi. She was a Diviner, the, yeah, or the Magi, because she was, she was already she had magic. She actually, yeah, she yeah. had the magic. So the okay. difference is Diviners are before they get their magic and Magi are after. after. Yeah. That's what I'm understanding. So far, I think so. Yeah. So Zayli was the only one in the family that was born like that. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Zayn is, sounds like this rippling hunk of man flesh. I, he sounds like I would like to marry him, um, but he might be a little young. No, I mean, they just had the note about, I mean, it was such a vivid description, and she didn't really say much about him, except that, like, all the girls were trying to, like, buy for his attention, and he was just like, no, I'm, like... Doing my family thing. I'm gonna take care of my family. I'm Gonna make sure my sister doesn't f it up again, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and and
0: he's so much bigger than she is. Right. It, she seems tiny next to him. So there's there's all of these great contrasts in this book visually. Yeah. And then you have the characteristic contrast, you know, has all of this pride and who she is and who her mother was. But at the same time, society has instilled a certain amount of shame,
1: shame and fear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and Zane is constantly worried about Zayli and his father. And the only thing he really cares about is this. The only thing he really has pride about, I should say, is the sport that he plays. And, you know, to the point where Zaley knows that she can get instant forgiveness from him if
1: she starts talking about the sport when she when she messes (laughs) things up for him. Um, But also that sport makes money for the house. So that's I mean, that's he's the breadwinner because, you know, their father is just not able to do things the same because the the big event for them, that whole family was the death of their mother. And, um, you know, that happened with all of the other magi. Yeah, and the the king just
0: yeah. Lost so the ever
1: loving mind.
0: The king did he lost he lost his ever loving mind, did and I he move went away? he went through and wanted to cleanse the earth of all of the diviners, and so he would just go and have these raids and just kill them mm-hmm. with this powerful metal called agasite. Uh, apparently, it it cuts through the flesh of any magical person and it's the only thing that can defeat them even and control their magic so it's it's a very scary thing.
1: Yeah we got a brief scene of the king when they switch to Amari so Amari is another one of the protagonists. Yes. I would dare say she probably has equal importance to Zaley in this point. I, I agree. Because we do get a lot of we get glimpses into each of the characters' mind, which, once again, is amazingly done. I mean, it. Normally, I am
0: not a fan of this writing style, guys. Yeah. Usually, it's just like, okay, pick a character and
1: stick with no, that. No, and the, I. Yeah. This this <laughs> is this is beautifully done. She is. I don't know. Just. I don't know if she's using magic or <laughs> to write because it's so good. It's just, you know, we see Zayli and then we get Zayli's perspective on something and then it switches to Amari or it might switch to Inan, which is Amari's brother who's in line for the throne, for the, you know, crazy king. But um, <laughs> just going back and forth in their heads, just the three of them, I know we get a little bit of Zayn, but for the most part we get, the story through Zayli, Amari, and Inan's eyes. And we get to see both sides, and it doesn't slow the plot down. Usually when this happens, we get the same scene from three different directions, and this plot just stops because we got to hear commentary. I mean, it's like watching a football game, and they do the replay, and then they do the commentary on the replay because it's a, you know, and then you're just like, okay, can we see the next play? And they're like, no. And then they get to the next play, and then we're still replaying the previous play, and they've already played two different... <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> there's been six touchdowns in the right. field goal. Are, the, the ball has changed hands. There was an interception, but we are still talking about that same replay. And this is not what happens in this book. Not even a little. The plot continues to move forward and not trudge forward. Like, yeah. it marches. No, it's... it. I would... I dare say it trots i dare say i mean monocle on the eye off to the races yes. let's go i need a hat <laughs> move your blooming arse fast like that
0: so we also we also need to introduce our lower level characters mama agba yes is
1: a she's a magi but we thought she was just the diviner
0: yeah, she, we find out later in the chapters that she is a magi, but she's a woman who's helping the diviners by, you know, teaching the girls how to fight and trying to instill some pride into them. And she has all of these, I'm I'm going to call them mama-isms. My favorite one is courage does not always roar. Valor does not always shine. That's one of my favorites. I want that
1: on a shirt, a painting, right? a tapestry...
0: <laughs> and, and, and the other one I liked was Warriors in the Garden, not Gardeners in the War. Like, she has all of these great mama-isms. really are great. And, and those are just two of my favorite. So she's taken her seamstress hut and turned it into a training facility for these girls where she teaches them how to use the bow. Because the bow does not kill, but it will maim and disable also another mama-ism.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, this is who, Mama Agba is basically who I would like to be. Yeah, I want to be Mama Agba when I grow up. I'm going to dye a total my badass. hair white, and just, everybody needs to call me Mama Agba. I'm on board with this. I just, that's what uh, I want. You want, want me with. to start now? Yes, please. Mama, thank you. <laughs> well, why don't we um, go ahead and get the water started for the tea, and then we need to really talk about... I think we need to talk about Inan
0: yeah now we get to dive a little further into the plot line it's going to be so much fun
1: (laughs) we'll be right back Welcome back to Wine, Tea, and Tasty Reads, episode seven. Seven. Because <laughs> we're in heaven. <laughs> we have brewed our tea, and we are drinking Numi Turmeric Three Root, which we thought... I, I looked at this, and I saw that it said three roots, and I said, ooh, yeah. it was rooted. I, I felt very... I felt like this made a connection with our book, and of course with our wine. So um, this is turmeric three root. It has it has ginger, licorice, and ro- licorice. Is it shish licorice? Yeah, with a sh. Yeah, I, would, sh- I always said licorice, licorice, with a sh- but it's it's just not spelled that way. And I I just well anyway. So ginger <laughs> licorice and (laughs) rose (laughs) just licorice Licorice and rose and um the color is absolutely beautiful and i I know it's a, a bit of the turmeric makes it that beautiful dark color usually it just looks like a dark orange but i think because of the licorice and the rose it's kind of a lighter but brown um i should probably look at this with you know maybe a lighter I would say goldenrod. Yeah, it's it's actually golden. It's a a golden tea. And uh, this is, um, so I said it's new me, and it says warming and spicy potent roots. So it's, it's caffeine free. We're doing a lot of caffeine free herbal teas. And just to drink it, it's really the right amount of each of those ingredients. You don't get too much of the spice and the bite of the ginger. You don't get a lot of the bitterness from the licorice. But since we just finished this wine, Mahani tasted the tea and then drank the wine after the tea because we're, we weren't actually done with the wine. And <laughs> we just thought we were done. And then we said, wait, I'm never going to be done we, with we, this wine." Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we need a case of it. But um, also, we need this tea to um, cool down from it. So it is fair trade. Um, if you're into that and the ginger, the licorice, the turmeric and the rose are organic and fair trade certified. So
0: actually all. All of Numi's stuff is fair trade. If y'all are into that, of course, yeah. Great brand, and it does have great medicinal properties. Turmeric is a fantastic anti-inflammatory. Yes, but you know, a little goes a long way. A little, and, literally. And there, there is just the right amount in this tea. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's lovely.
1: So we're going to go ahead and get inflammatory because we need to jump back into our book. I want to kind of talk about the fact that I went back and reread
0: a few of the chapters. To this book because I was getting so excited, you guys. I got to chapter twenty and I'm like, I want to keep reading, but I knew that if I kept reading, that I would not be able to hold oh, myself I, back in this discussion. I
1: absolutely kept reading. So
0: yeah, she <laughs> I did not. She stop. kept
1: reading, and I, so I decided I needed to be the police officer. I managed and... to stop before thirty, and I'm yeah. very proud of myself because I literally had time to continue reading this entire book over the weekend. I, I could have just listened to it, and I really did switch from. The Kindle edition. You know, I do the Kindle edition when I'm waiting for, like, my oil to be changed or something. But when I'm in my car most of the time now that um, opera season has started again. And and I have to go to work. And I have to pick up my son. I have to do this. And I just listen to it. It was so hard to just not. (laughs) Yeah. It's...
0: It's you guys should know by now that it's it's a fun read, but I did. I went back and I read a few of the chapters because I was trying to restrain myself and I just needed (laughs) like a taste. I felt like a crack addict. (laughs) Just a taste. Just a taste. Y'all get
1: any more of them
0: plots? (laughs) (laughs) But when I went back and I, I remember when I read Amari the first time. I was I was thinking, oh my god, this I have another sad pathetic character. This is going to be so annoying. I'm going to want to pull m- this girl's hair out. Then when I went back and reread it after meeting Amari for the first time and getting to know her a little bit, I suddenly didn't feel that way about her. I just want to point out the author's ability to make me see Amari through the eyes of Zayle. Yeah, that's the thing. That is real. Because my concept of her was completely tainted by Zayle's character. And when I went back and read it after Zayle had accepted her, I I had a completely different conceptualization of her. It was it was almost like the character transformed well, before my eyes. It was, night eyes. It was fantastic.
1: Night and day, I mean. Yeah. Um yeah. I think for me, I did, I was with Zaley that whole time, you mm-hmm. know, and even then, I did think, I did not go back and reread. um, I tried and I just, I just, every time I open the book, I just want to start where I left off, I don't want to go back. I, no going back, only forward, okay? <laughs> because it just, it's, it's so hard. Okay, but, um, it just, through Zaley's eyes, it was just, you know, she's, Amari's a r- rich brat and I'm Pretty sure Mahani pointed out to me in one of our pre-production chats that this had to be inside her already and that the death of Benta was the realization of who she was. Zayli accused Amari of not really being friends with Benta, like Benta not really meaning anything to her because Benta was paid to be her friend. She was paid to say all of those things. But if you really think about what happened after Benta's death, And how Amari literally ran off with the scroll. She stole the scroll and took it because she knew it would harm lives. And she knew that people like Benta would be suffering because of that. And that's when she ran into Zelie in the marketplace that I had to remember that scene in the marketplace when Amari was trying to run away. She said, you know, this is not what's supposed to happen. I have to get this scroll, first of all, away from my father away from these people, and I need to give it to people who know exactly what to do with this. Without her looking into the history of what happened with the Diviners and the Magi, with her father murdering all of them, and her journey into seeing what her father is actually like, I I remember several times she was like, my father will kill me. When I'm reading, I don't know about you, I feel that she's uncertain that Inan may or may not kill her when he finds her.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that when her father murdered Binta in cold blood, Amari realized that he actually is a monster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I I know you have your opinions about Inan, but I don't think Inan has gone fully committed to being a monster yet. Because you you see these little pieces of him where it, uh, he has trouble with his father's bloodlust, he hates the the deaths. He talks about how the the deaths are like a, a bitter taste of ash on his tongue. Mm-hmm. So he's he's not become a sociopath yet. Well, like I his never. Father. I did not
1: say <laughs> that he was there. I definitely said. He was drinking the Flavor Aid. He definitely sipped that first cup without having to be shot at, okay? If we're talking about a cult. I'll go along with that. But he he is still in every action, even though those bother him, he's just trying to show his father, one, he's ready to be king, and two, that he can do all of the things that his father has achieved. You see that word, achieved? Yes. (laughs) Denotes positiveness. Yeah. Okay, put positivity in the action, the form of actions, that he could achieve the same thing his father had without the blood list. So he, as as of right now, it does not seem like Inan is different. I feel like, and I, I still stand by my statement that Inan has a long way to go and a very treacherous, I dare say, <laughs> journey that he's going to be on, especially... I, I don't, I'm not sure where it is. Cause my, this, this phone, we're just not going to talk about it right now. Fair. It's just. Technology just is technology is not our friend guys. I, no, it's not. I thought it was, it was pretending the people that
0: are producing the podcast. Technology is not our front.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm, that's why we're not the producers, but, um, right. <laughs> but it just, I feel like he has such a long way to go and, His, I know Zayli is going to come into herself. Like, we know that. And we we don't know. We know how, sort of. But I think that's going to be such a vibrant moment. Amari is going to come into herself. But will Inan? Will he? Will he really get it?
0: So I'm going to point out this one spot in the book where Inan and Zayli have this spark, this connection, Mm -hmm. where electricity passes through... Zaley's body and you're sitting there reading, like, does Enan feel this also? And then we find out later that he does. He did. Oh, and you're like, Oh my goodness. Ooh. So and 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 you know, there's a there's a little piece of Enan that is magi because he has this gray streak in his hair, right? So this I think Inan's going to be a really dynamic character oh, yeah. later on in the books.
1: Uh he's
0: his Soul searching journey is going is is going to be very interesting. I'm excited
1: on the precipice of mentioning is that we don't necessarily think Inan is our antagonist. Like we we feel like he was meant for us to perceive him as the antagonist. But as of right now, it it seems like he's kind of. That gray area.
0: See, I kind of disagree with you. I, I never really perceived Inan as the antagonist. I think he's trying to be the antagonist as a character.
1: I feel like you just said what I was saying in a different way. Go ahead.
0: Okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> apologies. I misunderstood. Like, <laughs> like char- Characteristically, I feel like Inan wants to be the protagonist yeah. as a character. And and if that's what you were saying, I misunderstood. I think misunderstood.
1: we're supposed to perceive him as the antagonist, but like... But I I perceived the other
0: person as the antagonist, the 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 corporal. The oh, Kaya. Yeah, her. Oh, she's just a pawn. But the initial protagonist, like she's the initial protagonist right now, and the initial protagonist antagonist, is yeah. a pawn. Antagonist, thank you. Yeah, is is right now a pawn because we're just so that early in the
1: story. I yeah, I, I guess so. I don't think she's powerful enough. I agree. I really don't. And I I feel like she's just. Arrogant, full of it. She is because of (laughs) things that are beyond chapter 20. (laughs) And um, (laughs) yeah, because I couldn't stop reading. But I know for a fact, like, I know what's beyond chapter 20. So I will not be giving away any spoilers to beyond chapter 20 of the book. So (laughs) thank you. I just, I don't see that power in Kaya. I feel like she was just given that thing because when Inan enters. The throne room to talk to his father, he, you know, Kaya has been promoted recently, like Mm -hmm. fairly recently. And he just kind of flippantly says or whatever she is now, which made me feel like she might have like gone up the ranks very quickly. The only people who go up the ranks very quickly are either very powerful or very much sleeping with the uh, person in charge. Like that's well, that's how I felt.
0: I was I was kind of thinking that maybe the father was trying to instigate a relationship between her and Inan.
1: But it looks like Inan doesn't really I agree. Trust her. I agree. Because she, she just, has no interest. None whatsoever. And it's just they're they're not on the same page and we can see that. But she's probably on the same page with the king, yeah, more so with the king than with Enan,
0: and I think that's why the king is, is trying to instigate a relationship between them. Mm-hmm. So, because he's letting her in on some really personal family stuff, he's sending her on this trip with her with his son, who's no, this is your job, you need to bring back your sister, and he, she's finding out some dirt on the royal family right now,
1: yeah. Um. I will just say I was getting heavy mistress vibes oh. from her. That I, that's that's how I felt when because I was just like, you know what? Who who a, that's 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 a fair viewpoint because I mean it didn't even occur to me. I'm well, like, you just said to... all of that, and I'm like, who would know all of that about somebody's family when you're the king? Wouldn't just the king and queen know about that? And the queen is the queen is just very oh, how great. Like, well, I mean, yes, she is. Her, her be cry. Her cry. Um,
0: but, but in addition to that, she, she is very
1: just sharp. Oh, and manipulative. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's, she's that lady that like, she would get in a car accident and she would be perfectly fine. And then, you know, she would be talking normally to the people and then she's like, oh Lord, my neck, you know? And you're just like. You were just talking to me like a normal human like 5 seconds ago and then when police show up, your neck is hurting? Mm-hmm. I should have broke your neck for real. Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't have this conversation. You know, mm-hmm. th- that's how I feel about her. I her, j- I just feel like her be cray. Her cray. <laughs> that's what my next shirt will say. Her cray. <laughs> um so we we
0: end up with I mean we've we've kind of gotten all over the place with this character conversation but you know quick plotline recoil you know where we get introduced to all these characters Amari intersects with Zayli in this marketplace there's this huge explosion. Um uh, Zane comes in with Nyla the lioness to save their butts after Zayli uses a Maltese cocktail to, to Molotov. Blow up. <laughs> Isn't what? it Molotov? Molotov cocktail? I have no idea how to pronounce
1: it. <laughs> I'm gonna Google it.
0: Do it. So one of those things where they put the <laughs> put the cloth in the in the alcohol and they light it on fire. Oh, so they she uses one of those things and blows Molotov. up half of the market and they run away. We find out that Mama Agba is a, a Magi and they are to go on this journey because Mama Agba is a seer and she sees this happening.
1: Oof. Yeah, that was... They, that was... Oh, gosh. Did, did she explain... How she didn't end up dying with the magi? Yes. Okay. So, um the that part was very I, I think disarming. Yes. Yeah. Because as we know, the diviners and the magi have very, very different physical characteristics yeah. from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, the ebony skin, deep ebony. They, she didn't even say ebony. She said deep, deep. ebony. She <laughs> said deep, deep. <laughs> so, so deep ebony and this white hair that you cannot miss it. So there's no way when the king did these raids that anybody who was a diviner or a magi could ever escape. There's just no way cuz you just you just look different. And so she was able to escape because she saw it happening.
0: Well, she she saw a cancer destroying her hair, taking away her hair. And that's what happened. This cancer came to her uh the day before the raid. Yeah. Took all of her hair. And she was able somehow to
1: escape. Right, because um, she had no hair. There was, no, there was indication no way to, yeah, that she was a magi. So that's how she survived that whole, that whole raid. I, I, and it's crazy because it's absolutely so crazy. many people were killed. And that's how they, that's what they were, that's what the king was doing to make sure that the lower classes would not rise up against him. Yeah. And and it's just it's
0: incredible the resilience of Mama Agba because she refers to the cancer, the disease that took her hair as a gift from the gods. Sounds
1: familiar. Yeah,
0: <laughs> she's trying to get me to finish my book, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, you leave me know. It alone. No, I will leave not. It alone. I refuse. Okay, so Mama Agba. So since I'm Mama Agba now, I'm our Mama Agba. Yes, Mama. <laughs> Finish the book, okay? But <laughs> yes, Mama. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just her story was so poignant. Yes. Yeah. And it's right before they're about to do this big thing, and it's Amari Zane, and um and Zayli, Zayli, and um with Inan and Kaya like hot on their tails. And in fact, somehow, Inan made it back to the village before. Before they did.
0: Yeah, that was I didn't kind understand of, that. I didn't really understand that either. I I was kind of thrown off
1: by that. I'm guessing it's because maybe they stopped. They had that detour yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it was. It. <laughs> I got that whole like Emperor's New Groove chase scene vibe where it was just like how did you get here before us? And it was like, by all accounts, it makes no sense. You know,
0: like it's one of those.
1: Yeah. Croc pulls the map off and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's, it might be because they stopped and yeah. they did stop because Mama Agba, they, did they talk to her before they went back to the village? I can't, I got that out of order and I can't because technology no, doesn't I like think me. I, I, I feel like no, because Mama Agba was in the
0: village. She, they just weren't in the village proper. So I think maybe, perhaps they they arrived around the same time, maybe. Perhaps. And that's when they started. They immediately started setting stuff on fire. And yeah, so Kaya definitely did that without Inan saying so. But we're we're running out of time, and I really want to cover this whole "you shall not pass" thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I just. So we get into this cave where
1: they find this guardian. I have a massive owl that I just did right now. I just want everybody to know that it was massive <laughs> and it was epic. But go ahead.
0: So we find this we find this this diviner that's been sitting there guarding this passage to in this cave. And he he has all these marks all over his body. He knows he's trained in magic. Somehow he escaped the raids and he's a guardian. Yeah. I
1: can't remember what they're called. Uh,
0: I, yeah, I can't, I can't remember what they're called either, but yeah, he's, he's guarding this, this passageway and there's this bridge that. Inan and Kaya chase them to. And they, they have to go over this bridge one at a time. The problem is Xaeli's having this, you know, post-magic, you know, hangover, for lack of a better word. Yeah. And, and this guy does this straight Gandalf, you shall not pass
1: thing. It's epic. Well, I mean, it's that one time that Inan actually catches up to them. And um, it, it's just, he had to do something. Yeah, and he's the only one that had magic that was that he could control. Mhm. Khan was basically I, it, he, he definitely sacrificed himself. Absolutely. There. And it was a it was almost like that was exactly what he was supposed to do. Like his life was supposed to be for that. And I just I hear the narrator's voice in my head where Zayli heard his spirit at the last time, like the last time, and he was like, survive, whatever you do, survive. And I, that was just. And that's why it was really hard to stop at chapter 20, because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did not want to stop because we're like, survive. I was like, all right, let's keep moving. Let's keep going, because she has to survive. If I put the book down, she might not survive. I have to keep reading. <laughs> I struggled with it also, that, and that's why I needed a little taste. Lacan's
0: sacrifice was just so epic. It 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 did i i know i keep bringing i keep coming back to tolkien but he's he's my favorite fantasy writer
1: once again i have an eye roll and not because i don't like tolkien it's just cuz i don't while i see similarities because it's in the same genre i feel like it was so different it's just just not it, it's just the same level of storytelling, where it's immaculate and you can see everything. But it's not, it's not the same style. It's not the no, same writing no, style at all.
0: I'm, I'm, not, I don't think it's the same writing style at all. I just. I I I guess that's the 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 lines that I'm drawing to. It's usually when I get a lot of this fantasy stuff and we're going on a journey, it's not as clean. Right. And that's that's what I liked about Tolkien. I I liked the fact that he was clean cut and concise. I saw everything he wanted me to see, and then we moved on. Wait, did
1: you say concise? Each of those books in the journey, the, the Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers, and the, the first of all, that was the the movie was abridged and it was three hours. <laughs> and she said concise.
0: And he was trying to portray an entire history of a civilization. but he
1: also wrote the history books for the civilization. so after the fact. he could well, still not concise. Granted, he could have said so much more, but that's why we like him. Because yeah. he didn't. But that does not make him concise. I will argue with you every single time you say Tolkien fair, is concise.
0: All right. Fair. Let's, valid since point. Since we're
1: off topic, let's go ahead. We'll stop
0: here. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Wine, Tea, and Tasty Reads wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Wine, Tea, Tasty Reads for fun extras and links to our bonus content. Cheers until next time. And remember, don't waste your time drinking bad wine. Don't oversteep your tea. And join us next week on Wine, Tea, and Tasty Reads, at Chiro Music Production.